There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained in the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome, everyone, to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him. And starting with us today, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. My pronouns are whatever. I play Taylor today, and her pronouns are she, her. Josh. Hello, it's me. Um, I play Amos, and our pronouns are he, him. Matthew. Hey, everybody. My name is Matthew. I play Agent C, and our pronouns are he, him. And special guest star, Mike. Hi, I'm Mike and Mike Urban, and my pronouns are he, him, and I play Mitchell Singhall Lincoln, whose pronouns are also he, him. Excellent. So we are currently in the Agency arc of season three. Um, so Matthew, do you want to... Uh Tell us what happened last time. On the last episode of Vanguard of the Veil, things are not as they seem in Reno, Nevada, as the mysterious Mitchell Singhall Lincoln wraps up a convention for wildlife biologists. He reads about a potential Sasquatch sighting while a young girl, Taylor, searches for her missing brother. Meanwhile, Agent C finds himself with a new hire at the agency, a pyromancer named Amos, driving to Reno, hearing about weird animal attacks and missing bodies. Taylor follows the lead, heads to a trailer park where she runs into a monster in the first trailer she walks into. Mitchell also finds himself in the trailer park uh, following the Sasquatch lead. He smells blood and finds Taylor in the trailer having defeated the monster with an axe. Upon arriving in Reno, Agent C and Amos go to the morgue to learn more about the attacks and missing bodies. Watching the security camera footage, they see the bodies simply get up and leave. Investigating further, they determine that these were... Uh, Strigoi, I think is, is what they are. Is that right? Strigoi. Uh, that is Romanian correct. vampires. Uh, Amos uses his magic getting a vision that leads the two to the same trailer park. Leaving the trailer, Taylor and Amos see a group of people in the park and get a bad vibe from them. When they investigate, they realize that there's a fight going on and one of those involved is a Sasquatch. Perhaps a Vamp Squatch. We come across a scene in Sparks, Nevada, a decently sized city with a sleepy suburban neighborhood. Taylor exits out of a dark blue Prius as she walks up to her childhood home, now belonging to her brother. You were excited to see your brother after a long semester away. He told you he had met someone, a nice girl, and you were excited for him. You walk up to the door and the hair on the back of your neck rises. 
The door is open and pieces of the doorframe are splintered, indicating it was broken in. As you cautiously enter, you come across a house that has been tossed about. Chairs and tables upended shattered glass on the ground and other signs of fight or struggle. You come across a woman in the kitchen, looking at a piece of paper near the counter. She has silver blonde hair pulled back into a ponytail, a dark gray suit that is wrinkled, and a pair of glasses, one framed round and the other square. She notices and says, You are not police. You are not hunter. Who are you? Uh, who are you? I am Anya. Oh, um, I'm just Anya who? What are you doing here? Uh, that is the question I have asked you. Yes, correct. What it is that you are doing here? This is my brother's house. Oh, I am very sorry to hear that. I, uh, I am trying to figure out what's happened here. It uh, looks like, well, it won't mean anything to you, but Strigoi. What is that? Is that a code word? What, do, what, do, what are you talking? Who are you? So you see your brother lived here. That is not good. I... Well, do not fret. It does not look like any bodies were found here, but it also does not look good. Uh, I, I'm going to frantically search around the house for anything because I don't know this woman. Maybe, um, do I need to call the authorities? Who are you? What are you doing here? Well, uh, you can call the authorities. They will probably be here momentarily, uh, maybe within the next five minutes, but uh, there is no need. They will not be able to help you. Uh, for you see, uh, this is not a common uh, break-in and robbery. Um, okay. Uh, do I see what she's holding? Yeah, she's holding a piece of paper. You're not sure what it is. It's kind of like folded into thirds. She was kind of standing over the kitchen counter uh, when you found her. All right. Um, does there seem to be signs of a struggle in this room? Yeah, yeah. It, it just seems like the entire house was just tossed about. Okay. Do what? What vibe do I get from this? Does she seem dangerous? She doesn't seem dangerous. She does seem like someone who could take care of themselves. She seems very comfortable and confident, just standing in a stranger's home, looking about. Um, and you can see that she has like a practiced eye. She is like surveying everything. She's like seeing things and like playing with it um, as if she is trying to figure out what happened here. Is it possible to roll uh, read a bad situation? Sure. All right. I'm going to roll read a bad situation. I got a seven. Okay. So you're partially successful. Was there something specific you wanted to find out? Are there dangers here that I haven't noticed? No, you don't feel like you're in any imminent danger, even with a stranger here uh, by the name of Vanya. Okay. All right. So for some reason, I trust this stranger <laughs> or don't feel danger. Cor correct. Okay. And she goes, I, so you say your brother was here. Is your brother Trevor, Trevor Thede? Yeah. It seems like he has recently made a purchase. Uh, it looks like five Greyhound tickets uh, heading to Reno. I, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm going to Reno. I, I'm going to, I'm going to. Wait, wait, hold on. I, I, I just must say something. Uh, your brother, it seems like he has been caught up with some bad people. And it would be best if you just sign him off as dead. He is, yes, he is dead. I can't, I can't do that. You don't understand. I can't do that. Okay. 
I understand. I had brother once as well. But if you are going to go, you need to be prepared for the worst. You might need to kill your brother. I don't think I'm going to do that. Thank you. Okay. Well, uh, Taylor, uh, I am not going to be able to go with you. I need to stay here in Sparks due to the recent activity. I have to make sure there are no other Strigoi around. But uh, this I will do for you. Um, if you bring me a weapon, I will prepare you. Do you have something that you can fight with? Um, I'll, I'll look around the area. Do I see anything noticeable? Probably an axe. Yeah, so you you come across like your brother's firefighting equipment and you can see that, you know, he has like his equipment here uh, and you notice his like fireman's axe. It's, you know, quite a potent weapon uh, used in the correct way. I will. I'll, I'll grab that first thing I, I see and I'll just be like this. This is my brother's. What are you going to do with it? Okay, great. Great. Do you mind if I uh, hold on to it for a moment? I'll hand it to her, I guess. She pulls out two vials, like these glass tubes, and inside is like what looks like liquid metal. Um, it is shiny and silvery, and it, it almost kind of like uh, mercury. And she takes one of them and just starts to like pour this metal over the axe blade. And you can see this metal just kind of like pours like water down the axe and then solidifies and now it has like a layer of shiny silvery metal that is on the blade part of your axe she then takes the other vial and she hands you both the axe and the vial if you have any chance to save your brother which i do not believe there is but if he is moroi and not strigoi there might be a possibility it will not be easy. You will need to feed him this vial. This is liquid silver. It will purge him of the infliction, but it is possible it can kill him too, depending on how far gone he is. So if you are looking for him, you might need to make haste. Okay. How do I know what you're telling me is true? Well, Taylor, you don't. But trust me, you have to understand that you have now been exposed to the other. There are monsters that you are not aware of that live amongst us, and it is up to people like you and me to protect humanity. So your axe here, it will be a weapon for you to be able to overcome these creatures. Okay. I thank you, yes. Good luck to you, Taylor, and uh, hopefully you will come back and maybe we can talk about how you and your brother are doing. Yeah, I... Yes, I'd like to thank you for your help. And with that, she just like starts to walk out the back door, crunching on glass on the ground. I guess I will. Did she hand me the tickets or did I? Did she lay the thing back down on the counter? It was like a like a receipt. It was like a okay. like an itinerary or something like that that came with the tickets. Uh, stating, okay. So you don't have tickets. The tickets are used, right. but you have the knowledge gotcha. that this is where they were going. Okay. I guess I'm going to grab a couple personal mementos like. Uh, just like little little things that would be like personal to me and my brother. Stuff in my backpack and then hit the road. And you do so. And you make your way to Reno, Nevada. The camera pans and it gets darker. And we come across a very dark trailer park. Mirrored Mirage. And we come back to the final scene of this last episode. Where we found Taylor and Mitchell 
uh, and also a Amos, an agency who came across the trailer park as well. And off in the distance, you see an incredibly large man, kind of like grabbing a young adult by the neck, just like lifting it up off the ground. And you can see this person like struggling and kicking its legs. Um, and uh, do you guys say anything or do you watch this scene? I, uh, I'd i actually like to make a move if I could. Okay. I'd like to use a specific move to my um, character. Uh, I've seen this before, so I need to roll sharp and see if I've interacted with something like this before. Okay, go ahead. Seven. So you're partially successful. What does that mean for your character's move? Plus ten, you may ask the keeper any question about the monster that you have may, you may have recalled. Seven to nine, you will recall one detail about the creature. The keeper will choose. Now, are you trying to garner information on the Sasquatch or the creature it has now become? The creature it has become. I recognize the Sasquatch last time. Got it. So through your years of isolation and being a hunter uh, in the prime material world, um, you have come across uh, this type of creature, commonly known as a vampire. Um, But there have been different strains or different types of vampires throughout your time. And you know that this one specific uh, vampire, just from the way the face is contorted, you know it as a Strigoi. What question or detail do you want to know about it? Since you have to pick, friend. Oh, I pick? Yes. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Uh, so I'm going to tell you how it can be killed. Okay. And um, it, it, Oh, you cheater, are... you already told us how to do that. <laughs> oh, did I? What was it? Uh, you said that we burn it, stab it in the heart with a uh, silvered stake uh, or decapitate it with a silvered weapon or direct sunlight. Okay, great. So since you already know how to kill it, I'll give you different information. You know that there are two phases uh, of vampirism. And typically the first phase or what we call strigoi is the feral animalistic vampire that has just risen and was bitten, right? And they were changed into a vampire. These typically tend to be hungry, mindless creatures that feed on humans. Phase two is the moroi, and the moroi are actual vampires. And moroi can only be made by other vampires after they feed on their victim, if they allow their victim to feed upon their blood, they actually become a va- like a true vampire and they're able to think and to be able to, you know, be a little bit more of themselves. So it looks like you're dealing with a Strigoi who is now a, a, a just a feral vampire Sasquatch. Okay, so no reasoning, no. Yeah, we have to attack it. Um yeah, so I uh, I don't necessarily jump out, but I think my plan is to turn from a from my human form into my actual Sasquatch form. Is that like a move that you have to roll for, or is that just something that happens? I think it just happens, right? It just happens. It's legends. Yep. Um, I mean, if somebody sees me, there's something that can happen. So what does that transition look like? Is it kind of like a werewolf where you like 
start transforming? Like what, what explain that to us? Uh, yeah, the way I see it. So uh, if you weren't here last week or if you didn't listen last week, Mitchell is uh, looks like a extremely hairy, but not like out of two out of the ordinary for human, just a hairy person. And he's six one, six seven, I should say, has a huge beard, well-kempt glasses, and it's wearing like flannel and jeans and uh, or what appears to be jeans. And uh, what happens is that he starts to turn and he just he lets out this large roar. And then all of a sudden his his hair sprouts on his face more like a werewolf, um, you know, more. And his arms get way bigger, you know, the big uh, barely chest uh, more so than before. And he sprouts up, um, takes him a I don't know, 30, 40 seconds. But by the time he's done, he's eight foot one and and built like the Hulk. Whoa. (laughs) I didn't realize you'd get that much bigger. So, I mean, like six, seven, like for a human, like you're a basketball player, right? Yeah. And then you turn eight one and that is just massive. Yep, and and uh, basically we're gonna go like the Hulk in that his his uh, his shirt is all you know is writ- tattered and torn, basically not really on him anymore. Uh, what about and your then pants. Yeah, uh, you know he he learned and he did he did the whole. Um, they're not actually jeans; they're stretch pants. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. So they're like stretch pants that are like colored or, or look like denim, but they yes. just like grow with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and, and for some reason, uh, like. Uh, his 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 boots uh, just have like the they they stayed but they have the like the big toes sticking out with the claws on the end and stuff like that too. So ah uh, yes yes yeah. And so as you make that noise, both the vampire Sasquatch and Taylor, you look towards uh, Mitchell. Um, now, does something happen to Taylor if if she sees you in this state? Yeah, potentially. So I have to roll um, weird, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then let we'll see what happens. Eleven plus three, so yeah, I guess um, seven to nine. Some people are mares and terrified. Um, six covered, yeah. So so nothing happens, I guess. Okay. Oh, so ten plus people tell tales about you. That's what it is. Sorry, I read it wrong. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So they're not like terrified by you, but like you become legend, right? Like people yeah. are going to talk about this moment yes. where either they knew you as Mitchell or they just knew you as a person, but you turned into this like hulking monster. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still cognizant. You know, I'm not. I'm not there. I. I basically turned to Taylor. Like, we have to fight it. You know, my voice has changed. So, <laughs> and Taylor, as you kind of like see Mitchell change, you're not as like awestruck or surprised as you feel like you should be. You just killed a vampire in a trailer, and right. you know Anya, who you had met back in Sparks, kind of gave you a heads up, and you've been kind of like googling, and you're seeing all of these things like these missing people or murders or animal killings and you start to kind of like question like are there monsters out there so you're kind of like mentally prepared and and you you also have a singular focus you are Mm hell-bent on killing these vampires and saving your brother and when you see the vampire sasquatch um the person it drops as it starts to come barreling towards you guys 
you realize that it's actually your brother who was dropped by the vampire Sasquatch. And they're like 60 feet away from you. And there's like a couple of other like humanoids there. And they're all just like laughing at him. Okay. All right. I'm going to just nod at the the big monster. Like, right. Yes. All right. I'm in. Okay. So would you like to take a move or would you like to wait? I will take a move. Does it look like so... You said all of the smaller humanoids were fighting the larger Sasquatch at first? I wouldn't say fighting. The the, the, the okay. large vampire Sasquatch was, like, grappling one of them, and, like, the other two were kind of, like, hanging back and just watching. And you okay. can see that they're kind of, like, chuckling, like, at the expense of the one person that was being grappled. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to uh, just bolt towards the the large uh, vamp squatch and attack it. Is this a Strogoi? Yes. It is technically a vampire, like, type. Okay. All right. So because I get a plus one if I if it's the one thing that I'm hunting. Correct. So you will get that plus one. Okay. All right. So I get a plus one from that and a plus one because it's uh, my preferred weapon I'm using. I'm going to try to kick some ass on this thing and, and hit it with an axe. Okay. Please do so. I got a 10. Okay, so 10 is successful. And now on 10 plus, I choose an effect, right? So uh, I'm going to inflict terrible harm. Okay. Which is a plus one harm. And huge axe is a three, so I do four. Okay, so you do four damage. Um, And yeah, you can see that like the silver coating on this fireman's axe just enters into uh, this creature's body with ease. And you can see that you've done a pretty devastating blow to it. It's, It's bleeding profusely from the wound. But the like creature just does not even stop. And it like bats you with the back of its hand and like flings you off to the side you with the axe in hand and you are going to take two points of damage okay and uh, now it is hurtling towards mitchell um and before you get to act amos agency you come across what looks like i don't know some kind of fight or brawl and you realize there are two hulking creatures that are much larger uh, than average people uh, and one is just hurtling itself towards the other. Are we in the van? Um, I think we sure. left in the van. Yeah, that's fine. You, you're you're at the kind of like beginning of the trailer park in your van. Okay. I want to ask C a question. Uh, I'm going to look over at Agent C. I'm going to go, uh, which one of these are you using? Pointing to the guns. Well, uh, do you have a preference? I mean, we got the assault rifle, I got my sidearm, we have a shotgun, it might be a grenade or something in the toolbox. I'm my own firearm. Which one are you using? Well, this looks like uh, close combat, so I'm probably going to go with the shotgun on this. I'm going to touch the shotgun, and I'm going to say the words, well, the word, Flamthwin, and enchant your shotgun. Uh, if you roll magic. well. <laughs> if I roll well enough. But I'm good at this. I have, I have extra points in this. That's a 12. That means uh, Keeper will offer me some added benefit. Will offer you an added benefit. So enchanting that weapon will give it plus one harm and magic. Fred, will you let it do fire? Oh, yeah. So you actually enchant the rounds uh, as they enter into the chamber of the shotgun, making them incendiary rounds. And then I wink at agency. Smells like magic in here. Smells magical. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, I guess uh, I don't have to say 
we have firepower again, because last time you did that, you burned my desk. Right, because now we both have it. Right. I haven't brought it up ten times since we left Mea Culpa, but, you know, just, it's on my mind. It's a nice desk. I know. And, and anyway, I can, I'll build you a new one. This is normal. Let's go do this. And I stop the van and grab the shotgun and get out. Okay, I flick my hat and say flamethrown again. And uh, cuffs of my shirt set on fire. And Ooh. I have like cool, fiery eyes, baby. Uh, flamethrown is Welsh. It means bringer fire, friend. Nice. Smoldering Very nice. eyes. I, yeah. I, liked, I liked when you said, I have my own firearm. And I was like, oh, yeah, you do. I do. I gotta sure ask, do. what kind of hat is that? It's literally like the exact same hat that Pedro Pascal wears in uh, the Kingsman movie. It's like this is like a very sleek black cowboy, cowboy hat. hat. Nice, almost like a formal cowboy hat. All right, so you two start to walk uh, into the scene. You see everything that was described before. Uh, this large creature is hurtling towards another one. Mitchell, what do you do? So the large creature is hurtling towards me. Yes. I want to try to grapple with it. Okay. What what move are you using? Kick some ass? Yeah, it would be kick some ass, I think. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to try to get it so that way other people can, like, uh, you know, attack it. That's my idea. Okay. Um, specifically, I mean, I don't know about agency or Amos, so, but. So Taylor can attack it better. So nice. 14? 15. Okay. So you are definitely successful, and you get to choose one extra effect with Kick Your Ass. Now, what is your base attack damage with your, like, fists or whatever? It's two. And then now the extra effect you choose can do extra damage. You could... I would I would suggest doing... Um, you place him where you want him, because you yeah. said you wanted to grapple him and kind of maneuver him. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. Force him where you want him. Let's do okay. that. Okay. And you do so, placing this vampire Sasquatch kind of like in a prime position to be targeted by the other hunters. So, a couple of things happen. The first thing that happens is it will retaliate immediately. And as you're grappling it, it's just like driving its clawed fingers into your body. You're going to take two points of damage. Now, do you have any armor um, that prevents damage? Not that I can see, no. Okay, so you just take two points of damage. The next thing that happens is you see the two guys pick up the third that was on the ground, dropped by the vampire Sasquatch, and they kind of like pat the dust off of him. Um, and Taylor, you could clearly see that that third person is your brother. And they kind of like put their arm around him. And it seems like they're being like, um, they're kind of going through a camaraderie type situation. And they just kind of like stand there watching this vampire Sasquatch and seeing what kind of, kind of like devastation that this creature can do. So now the three of you, other than Mitchell, can act. What would you like to do? Fred, I think it's time that I use the big entrance. Okay. What do you say? Uh, well, clearly, I mean, I just got out of a, a, a big unmarked white van with the high beams on. I have to stand in front of those, so I'm just this big silhouette with a shotgun <laughs> trying to show a badge they can't read. All right, everybody, I need you all to disperse from here. It's too late for you to be doing this, and quite clearly, I don't like what's going on. I'm here with my partner, Amos, and uh, if you guys want to fight us at all, you're going to probably get burned. Roll your die. Uh, that is a 9 plus 3 is 12. 12, you are successful. Oh, yeah, on a 10 plus, everyone stops to watch and listen until you finish your opening speech. 
Okay. Distracted. So they are all distracted. And uh, now, uh, Amos or Taylor, what would you like to do? Um, I see this boisterous man gaining everyone's attention, I'm assuming. Uh, I'm going to run to Trevor and grab his hand. It's like, we have to get out of here. I'm going to try to pull him along. And as you do so, you come up to him and you like grab like the side of his jacket and you yank on him and he is unmoving like if he was just made from stone. And now that you are close enough, you can see that he's different. He's much paler. Um, he uh, kind of has like a, a, a more vacant look in his eyes. And now you can see the other two people as well. They are very pale as well. But other than that, they don't look monstrous or anything, you know, scary. They just look, I don't know, statuesque. Trevor, what's going on? We have to get out of here. What? Taylor? Yeah. What are you doing here? I, Aren't you supposed to be in school? I came to get you. What do you mean you came to get your house, me? I came to visit you and your house was a mess and then this thing is attacking you? Oh, Taylor, you should have never come here. And now you can see the other two people kind of seeing your interaction and the one guy uh, from the two guys says, uh, uh, Trevor, uh, who is this? Is this um, somebody you know? And Trevor kind of stiffens up and goes, run. No. Act under pressure. Okay. Oh, shit. I got an 11. Okay. So you are successful. And um, one of the two guys just disappears. And you like in front of you as if it just like phases out of thin air. He is in front of you and he throws his hands onto you and you just like pivot just in time to avoid him grabbing you. You still have an action. Uh, I'll, I'll like get your hands off of me and then I'll swing my axe at him. Okay. Roll, kick some ass. Got an 11. Not a natural 11, but okay. 11. Yeah, so you're successful. D- deal out damage. Um, it does three, and because I rolled a plus 10, I'm going to force this person where I want them. And so they like they try to grab at me. I'm going to hit them with the axe so hard that they like get knocked away from me. Okay. Um, and as... As you do so, and and you you've done like serious harm to this creature, um, it like kind of like swipes at you, and and something catches the side of your face, and you're gonna take two points of damage. Now at this point, I have to ask: Have you crossed a harm threshold? Where are you at? Because you've taken a lot of damage. I have. <laughs> Although I have taken all of my damage, but I have a a move called a berserk. No matter how much harm I take, I'm always going to keep going until the current fight is over. During a fight, the keeper may not use harm moves against you, and I cannot die. When the fight ends, all the harm affects me as normal. Got it. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be interesting. Yes. So this vampire creature Hmm. gets, like, flung away from you and just swipes at you, and it looks down at its body, and it's, like, it's expecting to see something, and it's not happening and this like look of concern comes over his face and he looks at his companion and goes, she's got a silvered weapon. We need to get out of here. And they grab Taylor and the three of them start running away. Uh, Amos. In response, it's like dark in here, right? It's yeah, it's nighttime. Okay, well, I can make walls with my fire. Okay. So I would like 
set up a perimeter of fire. A firewall, if you will. <laughs> a firewall, if you will, yeah. So as they turn to run, erupts in front of them a big old wall of flame preventing their exit. I will roll kick some ass because that's what it says to do. That is a 10 and it is a one harm wall. I add my fire that makes it a plus three harm. Oh, wow. It's fire. It's loud. It's obvious. Um, it also says one armor, but I'm like, I guess it's if they hit it. But like, I don't know that it has HP. Or maybe like it gives you one armor if they try to attack oh, you. Oh, if I like, use it, if, if I like block something yeah, with it. Yeah, like if you're, if you're using it to protect you or something. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So then there's that. So that's what will happen. I leap out. So, so the way I've seen this played out is Agency has done a monologue and said, my partner Amos, and I am not standing there because I have like zipped around. Uh, while on fire, like I am completely ablaze right now. And then I kind of catch the tail end of the interaction with Taylor and them. And when they say run, they turn into a wall of fire. Uh, and I say, yeah, I'd kind of F. It's Harvest Moon in Welsh. Okay. All right. And is that your flame wall? Like, uh, that's my flame wall, yeah. Yes, yeah, so as you say that, this wall of flame just erupts from the ground, catching them off guard. Uh, and the three of them actually start to, like, catch on fire themselves. Now, two of them back up out of the wall and, like, are patting the small flames that have erupted on their clothing, just, like, smoldering, trying to put it out, singed badly. But the third one who was struck by the axe is like on the ground, like crawling through the flame. It seems to have taken the worst of uh, this flame wall um, and is slowing down and is barely moving at this point um, and just looks like a charred husk. Nice. Mitchell, act under pressure. Uh, Eight. Okay, so you are partially successful. The Sasquatch that you're grappling because you're grappling it, it is like in a very close proximity to you and it goes to bite you. Now you are able to avoid being bitten, but it like headbutts you in its place and you take two more damage uh, from uh, this creature just kind of like uh, struggling against you and and attacking you. All right, I am on. Yes, I've got four damage now. Thank you. All right, all of you can act now. Who would like to go first? Uh, Fred, is it is it fair to say that uh, Amos and I have a good idea of who's good and who's bad in this fight based on what we just saw? I mean, I guess both of you can. I mean, you saw the young girl, young lady, you know, talking to somebody. You see one Sasquatch fighting a vampire Sasquatch, so it's kind of like you can tell that one is like evil because of like the contorted face, but the other four mm-hmm. people, they looked like people. Point, point being is we don't have to like roll to figure this out. <laughs> I think I think uh, Mitchell would probably be like saying, as Taylor's, you know, doing something else right now, and I'm fighting uh, this this vampire, the vamp squatch, I'd be like, Taylor, I need your help. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So maybe you could tell that I'm talking. The other one's not. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I could probably, yeah, the other one's not really communicative so much as it is seemingly bloodthirsty. And and then, Taylor, you saw that, you know, this Amos character who seems to be a part of some kind of, like, agency 
um, did just attack the brother as well. So there is that. Like, obviously, you know that, you know, that they are probably vampires at this point. So that's probably why they're attacking your brother and these other people. But that's also a cause for concern for you. Your your brother was just burned by fire. Right. And But these... Sure. Amos also is on fire. These two other vampires try to take my brother away and run with Correct, but he went willingly. So the one on the ground, does he look pretty much finished? Like, Yeah, your silvered weapon, you believe, has stopped his ability to regenerate, and then the flame just destroyed it. Okay. Both from your attack and, and from Amos's attack, it was pretty devastating without their healing prowess. Uh, I'm going to grip my axe real tight until my knuckles turn white and like grip my teeth until like my gums are bleeding. And we're like, you turned my brother into a fucking vampire. And then I'm going to run after the other guy that uh, with my brother, the one that didn't get hurt by my axe. I'm going to try to decapitate his head from his body. Okay. Go ahead yes. and roll kick some ass. Yes. Uh, 10. Okay. So you are successful. Um, and you successfully decapitate this person. Um, your silvered axe, it almost like the word I'm looking for is like concerningly, like, I don't know if that's a word, but like you, you basically just like the ax goes through its, its neck, like it's nothing. And you realize this like silver blade, um, enchantment is incredibly strong and the creature's head rolls onto the ground. Um, and the body just kind of like quivers and stands for a little bit and it too drops to the ground. And you can see your brother, he's on the ground, just kind of like patting out the fire, but he's looking around like erratically. And, and you could tell that he's different, like he is going through a transformation. Okay. I'm going to, like, after I decapitate to do that, I'm just going to look at my brother and be like, don't fucking move. And he is still kind of doing what he was doing, uh, looking around. Uh, all right. So then it's either Mitchell or Agent C. I mean, I would perceive the biggest threat right now, other than the girl with a, a silvered axe, is the uh, rampaging Sasquatch, specifically the one that doesn't look like Smart Hulk. <laughs> right. So I would like to shoot that with my magically imbued uh, shotgun. Okay. If I may. You may. Uh, that is a 10 even on the dice. That is a success. Uh, so that is uh, four harm, close, messy magic. Yeah, and, and I, I'm not going to like penalize you for shooting a shotgun into close combat with Mitchell <laughs> because Mitchell did utilize its kick some ass to place this creature where it wanted um, and therefore kind of gave you the opportunity to get this clean shot. Um, and you do so just like the side of this Sasquatch, like, and we're talking at like the thigh and buttocks because he is so tall. Um, you just tear away a chunk of flesh. Um, and you can see that like it's, it's flesh is being cauterized at the same time as these incendiary rounds are just like burning, uh, the hell out of it. And it, there's just this horrendous smell of like wet hair burning. Um, yeah. And it just howls in pain. Um, and you could, Mitchell, you could feel it kind of going a little slack, but it is still up and, and good to go. I guess I'm going to respond since it's already uh, being hurt a little bit and I'm going to try to use my claws um, and uh, kick some ass. So I'm going to go ass. 
go for, I'll, I'll let one hand go in the grappling and then like take the claws and try to like claw it across the face in the direction that it got shot. So to maybe like knock it off of balance if I can. So 11. Yeah, so 11's a success. Another extra effect, huh? I'm gonna get, let's see. I wanna inflict terrible harm. Yep, so I my claws do three and then it'll be four harm. Oh yeah, so yeah, you just start to just rip like body parts off of this creature and you are just roiding out and uh, the, the, the vamp squash is just like a bloodied mess. It's missing an arm, half its buttocks and thigh is gone, um, and it is just bleeding out in your arms right now. Is it dead? Uh, yeah, it's dying. It's not dead yet? I wouldn't say it's fully dead. It could get better. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amos is going to uh, walk through the firewall uh, and look over at Junkie, Vampire, and Taylor. I am, you know, very on fire as I look at you. And I'm going to... Are you good? Me? Yeah. No. Yes. Like, you, are you injured? Oh, definitely. Like, bat, like, and then I'm going to, like, look you over. And same as before, or less same as before, I'm going to kind of, like, reach out with my hand. And there's going to be, like, these little wisps of, like, flames that are going to, like, dance towards you. Uh, at your wounds in particular, I'm probably the ones that you, like, really shoddily sewed together <laughs> and will, like, cauterize them a bit. I'm going to use magic to try to heal you. Okay. That is... That is an eight. So partially successful. Uh, so it'll be uh, the keeper will decide what effect this glitch has, ah. and I heal you one harm. And as you do so, you start to feel that healing power kind of coalesce over you, uh, it, it, Taylor, in, in a way that is both like searing but also healing. Um, he is using his uh, you know fire magic to uh, help cauterize some of those wounds. But as you do so. All four of you start to feel this like oppressing presence come over you. And Amos, you hear something almost as if like whispered in the wind. I would like all of you to roll act under pressure. Nine. Ten. Cool. Thank God. Uh, Seven even. (laughs) Nine. Nine. Amos, you hear two words and you're familiar with these words but you don't know where it's coming from. You hear the words, Gwent, Hood, and instantly your fire is gone. All of your fire. And the four of you are hurtled back in what feels like a strong gust of wind. And none of you are harmed by this, but some of you might like try to grip the ground with your feet and your hands as you are just pushed back. And there is a dark robed figure that just crosses the threshold of singed grass where the wall was. And he picks up Trevor from the ground and they start to walk back towards the way they came from. And you hear this like loud whistle and you start to hear like this noise, but it's coming from everywhere. A scratching, uh, you know, there is clattering. There is um, what sounds like furniture moving and it is just starting to get louder and louder. And what you realize is every single trailer that is around you 
the doors start to fly open. The windows that are open or windows that aren't break out open. And what looks like 30, maybe more humans are coming out of these trailer homes and they are coming down onto you. And as they get closer and closer and picking up in speed, as they start hurtling towards the four of you, you look upon their faces and you realize that this entire time, this entire trailer park was deadly quiet. That it was because they were dead and they have now just risen as a horde of Strigoi come hurtling towards you. And that is where we're going to call it. I want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geek Link project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventures, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Pute. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds.